Hi guys, I'm Bree. And I'm Allie, and this is Off Script. If you think about it, books are potential scripts for movies. When this adaptation happens, typically it's disappointing because they went off script. In this series, we will be talking about how off script they went. <laughs> Isn't that why they do the action thing? Yeah. Well, they do it to line up the audio to the... Yeah. Yeah. Well, here, audio lineup. There you go. Oh, perfect. Okay. <laughs> I'll just do that randomly. Okay. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, we're not going to be professionals. I don't know why we always keep trying it. I know. We're trying to say that we're going to be. We haven't even introduced ourselves. Yeah. No. Hello. I'm Bree. I'm Allie. It's great to hear. Hopefully know this. For you to hear us today. (laughs) It's great to hear from you today. (laughs) Thanks for talking to us. Yes. Thanks for listening. All right. Well, before we even get kicked off, we got some stuff we gotta talk about we have major (laughs) housekeeping that we have to take care of because uh do you want to first paint the picture of where we are like yes i do i always want to paint we're back in my (laughs) my bedroom children are asleep and we just spent the last like hour Trying to make our lives easier, Bree's life easier for editing. <laughs> yeah, it did not work. We'll figure it out. Yeah, we're really not going to be professional until we get that done. And even then, we're not going to be professional. Just because we are who we are. Yes. But anyway. You've stuck with us for five, well, four, now five. You can make it. I almost said five years. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> that would be cool. <laughs> Uh, are you done painting the picture? Yeah. I'm, yeah. Okay. Because then I'm going to paint this picture. It is literally the weekend where the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trial <laughs> has now ended and the jury is deliberating about everything. <laughs> when we did the last podcast, it hadn't even started yet. I don't even think it was like really a thing that was actually about to happen. No. Yeah. So I. <laughs> The reason we're doing this is because if you had just listened to the fourth one and you heard me go, oh, Fleur Delacour should be Amber Heard. Don't come after me. I didn't know who she was. And obviously I'm not dumb now and I know exactly who she is. And I'm all over here for justice for Johnny. So there's no way I would cast Amber Heard. So you don't need to come after me, okay? We are clearly justice for Johnny. But I also then felt really bad about how I reacted because I felt like it was an overreaction slightly. Like, yeah, I was upset that you cast her, but I didn't have to be so rude about it. <laughs> and I, I believe there was some swearing involved oh, that you did to a, me. <laughs> a very strong swearing that I almost cut out, but I was like, mm, it, I think it's hilarious. <laughs> we think we're so funny, you guys. I hope you think we're funny, too. I really hope so, too. <laughs> but not, I could have cut that out. <laughs> saved you from this <laughs> yeah but yeah so well i am justice for johnny i also uh i don't want to like throw like social media hate her way yes if that makes sense yes and she's a person too yes and you know what it makes sense because fleur delacour is a vila and vilas are yeah. deceitful and you're not casting <laughs> Not what I was going for, but sure. 
gosh. Uh, okay. Well, now that we got that out of the way, uh, here we are being non-professionals, ready to talk in our bedroom studio. That's not. We're sitting right next to each other, so hopefully it won't be too echoey. Yeah, I try my best to make it not. We're working on it, you guys. And I'm like, you say that every single time. We just do the same thing. <laughs> well, we tried for an hour tonight to do something different. That's true. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And guys, my voice is doing this weird thing. It's been doing it for a week now, where it's like morning voice, except all day. So that's why I sound different. I don't know if you'll be able to hear it, but I can hear it, and it's driving me crazy. Now that we've got all of this out of the way, to say that. <laughs> All right, guys. Okay. Uh, this is where it starts to get fun and interesting for me. Yes. Yeah, so we are doing a change. So the first four books were like my jam. I knew like <laughs> details after details for the first four. These ones, not so much. I mean, I'm I'm definitely still a Harry Potter fan. I've like read them several times, but not like the first ones. These are my jam, whereas me. I more often than not, I only ever want to read the sixth one over and over, so I'll skip the first four. But then after I read Harry Potter and Lord of the Phoenix for the first time, that's when I was like, shoot, I've been missing out. I should be reading this one too. So every time I want to reread six, I'm like, oh, I should reread five. This is my least favorite. Also, I kind of wanted to start this one by saying I read clearly because up until six, I read the books after I had already seen the movies. And going into this one, I loved the fifth movie. I thought the fifth movie was fantastic. It was my favorite. I was like, it's getting dark. This is great. And then I read the book. And then I ruined it even worse for me because to prepare for this, I read the book and the next day I watched the movie after I finished. And I mean, that's what we're supposed to do. <laughs> I've been giving Good myself job like, doing your homework, Bree. I've been giving myself like a day in between when I do that because I know how much I'll hate the movies. That's fair. I don't want to do that. I'm nervous for six. I've been excited this whole time, but I'm nervous for that movie. I've already got my notes for yep. six that are pretty. I'm like, here's everything that's different from the book and the movie because this is my turn to know I just read and I'm like oh that didn't happen oh this happened this way oh that's how this happened yeah I'm not as verse in these ones I remember reading it and I'm like did that happen in the movie and like I legit couldn't remember which is shocking to me so this should be an interesting turn you guys I'm excited to see how this all goes this also means that it probably won't be hey I've cut them down so they're not three hours long thankfully but they have been pretty long but I think I have a feeling this one might not be. Never know. Once we're out of Harry Potter guys it's gonna be they'll be short so you can make it a couple more podcasts Yeah, or a couple uh, hours. Until our next series. <laughs> yes. We are reading Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix if you have not. We have read. We have read. If you haven't figured that part out already. We're discussing. Yes. It is by J.K. Rowling and the movie was directed by David Yates, who also did six. Six. And seven. And seven. And eight. No. Well, yeah. Did he do the. Oh, Fantastic did he do. Beast? He did the first most, one. 
Oh, did he do the second one? He did the most recent Third. one, I think. So he's done them all. JK must really like this director. Sure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I want to discuss him, but like, obviously we have to discuss. For five, he did not do well. Okay, we'll get to that. <laughs> In this podcast. Mm-hmm. Won't have to wait long, you guys. All right. I, I wanted to get into six and seven and eight. <laughs> and then I was like, mm, I can't you gotta do that wait. <laughs> All right, here's our um, summary. So, all summer long, Harry has been waiting for the news of the return of Voldemort, but he has been kept in the dark. He goes to the headquarters of the Order of Phoenix before returning to school for his fifth year. He finds that the Ministry of Magic has infiltrated Hogwarts in the form of Dolores Umbridge. <laughs> You like? Did you copy and paste? Nope, I wrote this myself. (laughs) (laughs) That was pretty good. Harry seems to have a connection (laughs) built with Voldemort where he can see into his mind. Voldemort finds out about this and uses it to trick Harry and his friends into going to the ministry to on a rescue mission where we have to say goodbye to a beloved character. Cedric Diggory. People are yelling at their, I know. their listening <laughs> devices <laughs> right now. You're welcome, everyone. So this book came out July 1st, 2003, and the movie July 11th, 2007. I think this is our first summer movie. Don't they usually yeah, come out in November? Yeah, November. Mm-hmm. So it's a four-year difference. It's officially the first book released since the movies came out. Fun fact. Oh, cool. Yeah, so the fourth one was being written. But this one's the first one to be released. And that's Hmm. all I got. That's my fun facts for you. Perfect. Okay. All right. Take it away. Take it away. (laughs) (laughs) One, two, three, three and three quarters. All right. I'm sad because in the book... uh, there's a whole entire conversation where we see that Petunia knows about Dementors because she gets a howler. Oh, that happens after. <laughs> Are you ready? <laughs> no, it's so unorganized. I told you. <laughs> no, you know, as I was writing all this up, I was like, my eye was twitching because I took the notes when I watched the movie. But then, you know, you're watching the movie and you're like, well, that scene happens way later. Or there. And so I'm like, as I'm typing, I'm like, wait, what, ha- what about this part? And then I read in my notes farther, and I'm like, oh, no. So so here's the fun part about this, guys. I don't organize my notes. I just, like, as I'm reading the book, I'm like, oh, I want to write about this, and I want to write about this, and this is what I want. But, uh... <laughs> Allie is very OCD. <laughs> but you know what? Bree's taking the lead, so I'm just gonna go along with it. <laughs> And you're going to regret everything. <laughs> okay. Uh, I I do like that the movie starts with them just in the field already. Um, I don't like that Dudley is tormenting Harry about being a wizard in front of muggles. And, like, I feel like he was very obvious about certain things. And I was like, dude, you're not... What? Like, yeah, your then- whole family is... D- embarrassed that he's a wizard and you're gonna sit here and make fun of him right. for it because that happened in the movie right yeah yeah because in the book he's very secretive about it and mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. When Harry pulled out his wand, both of them though, that Neville or uh, Harry was an idiot in the yeah. movie. Yeah, I also said Neville. I meant Dudley, but <laughs> for those people who are like, I totally she said it wrong. <laughs> but what's funny is, oh, because that's this is how unorganized my notes are. I've got my stuff from when I was reading, and I was like, I swear I wrote that I liked something, and I do. But it's because I write it. <laughs> in my notes. <laughs> oh God! Um, no, what I like about the start of this, though, mm. is because in the book Harry's like Harry's freaking out because he's like, "Oh, Voldemort is back!" So he's been like watching the news, reading the paper, like keeping an eye out. So when you see it's the wide shot of him on the swing set and he's reading a newspaper, and I like that. There's that little nod, like, "Oh, he is." doing that even if we don't actually like hear him say that yes i like that they tried to put stuff like that in mm-hmm. okay so then next we go to aunt petunia there we go okay because the, the dementors came and everything like that i think my only thing with that is that because right aunt petunia is after this yes is that there was no mundungus which you know whatever but i was kind of big in the book because you know that's why Harry was uh, kind of attacked because well, Mundungus wasn't keeping watch. Yeah. But, I mean, whatever. Well, and it was like that and... We get to that a little bit later. And I wish that was in the movie, too. What? When Umbridge explains that she's the one that sent the Dementors. Yes. That's a little bit later. That's like the That's end of the movie. That's way later, yeah. <laughs> That's why I wasn't going to say it. And you said, what? I'm like, okay. <laughs> lead with it and then just leave me in. All right. So then, yeah. Okay. So there's... Okay. <laughs> so we're at the Dursleys now. Harry just brought... Uh, Look at look at us going so fast, you guys. Look That's at, because the someone whole... is in charge I who know. doesn't. My gosh. next thing is the whole convo on Percy. Oh my gosh, we skipped the whole Dementors. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I have the... no qualms. Well, well, okay, no, I didn't get to talk about Petunia. <laughs> <laughs> I was skipping to that part. I was skipping over oh. the Dementor oh, part. Okay. And now we're now. at the I thought Dursleys. we were going to my Percy. No. <laughs> I was like, hold on, hold on. Because, uh, obviously, Petunia has grown up with a witch in her family. Mm-hmm. And so, I wish that we saw that she... Because, like, second she heard someone say Dementor, she freaked out. She was like, what? Huh? Mm-hmm. And then she got a howler. Don't know who the howler is from. Yelling at her to be like, hey, what did you say you would do when you took this boy in? And then she's like, oh, he's staying because Uncle Vernon wanted to kick him out. He was like, you cursed our son because he was sick at the house. I know. The only mail that they got was the howler from the ministry that didn't even happen because Harry got a private letter. Yeah. Yeah. I know. That also, this movie, I felt like everything was so rushed. Like, it's the first movie where it felt like they knew how big the book was, so they wanted to get everything in and in doing that they lost a lot of the story and so i felt like there wasn't a string of events it just felt like oh we got this oh we got this oh here's this oh guess what they're here now and i kept like when i was watching i was like wait what how did we even get to this part yeah it wasn't very fluid it was just like boom 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 yeah yeah 
I get that. And a bunch of weird random transition shots. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Okay. So then we get going and the Dursleys leave and then the and the order comes to collect Harry. Yep. And then they go to Grimall Place. Yep. Uh, the only thing that I wish... Oh, wait. No. I had a problem in the book. <laughs> In the book? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, when he's at Grimald Place, they're like, they give him a note to memorize so that Grimald Place, like, arrives for him. Mm-hmm. And they all, like, sit there and wait for him. But I'm like, but it already is there for you, so couldn't you go in and just take him in with you? Why are, do you, what? Because Dumbledore is a secret keeper, so the only way Harry could go in is if Dumbledore told, told him, him and, and so that's his writing his counts. So actually I wrote that down because apparently Moody is the secret keeper in or there is no secret keeper in the, the I don't think m- secret movie. Secret keeper never gets explained in the movie. No it doesn't. But like, like not even us. with Pettigrew. No. In the third one. We no. didn't talk about that. <laughs> Great. <laughs> And so, no, all he has to do is, like, yeah. tap, tap, tap his yeah. staff, and it appears. I didn't like that very much, because the whole point of why Grimwald Place is so, like, such a good headquarters is because it's secret, right? Yeah. And yeah, if you can just, like, tap your staff to do magic and get in. Mm, I know, okay. and then just randomly the apartments just expand right. and shift. <clears throat> That's dumb. What were you doing? Um, I was looking at your notes because yep. you say you love the apparition. I thought it was so cute. I don't. For me, in the movie, I like I like better when you see like the woof because I could just tell that the twins were literally just like it was very badly green screened. Oh, well, I wasn't watching done. edited wise. I was watching. Yeah. I wasn't watching. I guess when I say I loved how the apparition was portrayed in the book, it wasn't the physical f- or the effects of it. It was how they just annoyed the crap out of everyone. And they just I kept think popping that's hilarious. Up. Yeah. But it literally it looks like it looks like they were shooting the movie and we're like, okay, we need to pause here so that we can then visual effects it to have them just randomly appear rather than it magically being done and every time they showed up I was like ooh 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 <laughs> as someone with not video editing experience I thought it was pretty creative <laughs> now I'm going to watch it differently though <laughs> you're going to be like oh wow it does yes oh I see what you're saying uh, oh my gosh uh, I'm trying to figure out when the conversation with Percy or about Percy happens. It would probably be before the hearing, right? Yeah, it's it's right around here. So now that Harry's at Grimald Place, he meets up with everyone. He's also a little bit butthurt because he's like, yo, no one's been talking to me. And this is when we find out that Percy has turned into a big jerk and that Percy is very much on the side of the ministry that just never happens in the movies like you never realize like percy was very much there in the first few books and then now all of a sudden he's dressed all snazzy and is Mm -hmm. carrying people into umbridge's office (laughs) yeah i know okay so you know how we pick and choose movies to talk about people in Mm -hmm. so we pick percy we'll be talking about percy in this one yeah and because he has the it's his biggest 
character arc in the book. Right. So after watching the movies, I forgot. I was like, why did we choose to talk about Percy in this one? Because he has like <laughs> nothing in the movies. But it's it's the book. Yeah. It's a yeah. huge yeah. character in the book. Mm-hmm. It's sense. a huge character difference in the book. Yes. Okay. The seventh book came out three days after this movie did. It came out that July 14th. Makes 2007. Sense. July 11th, 2007 is the one movie came out. The reason I was asked, or trying to figure that out is because in the movie, they don't have them cleaning the house. So they don't find the locket. So they don't find the locket. And, you know, as a reader, you'd be like, why would they skip such an important <laughs> thing? But they didn't realize they how know. important mm-hmm. it was. So that makes sense. But that's kind of crazy. That came out three. What a Harry Potter week that must have been trying to remember back then uh one of the things that happens so when harry first gets there the order is having a meeting so molly ushers him up to the room with the kids mm-hmm. and the kids are like we're gonna listen in on this well in the movie they use extendable ears in the book the extendable ears don't work so they right. don't do that i don't like how we then see crookshanks all batting at it I know, because the point of it was that they sh- why couldn't Ginny just say, oh, she's put a charm up, so it's not going to work? Right. Instead of Crookshanks being the one to make it not work. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Yep. I didn't like that. Could have saved some CGI right there. Mm-hmm. Instead, they wanted to show the extendable ears. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When there's so much other things that they should have left. Yeah. <laughs> Are we off to the hearing? Do you have anything to say yeah. about the hearing? Yes. Okay, go for it. Uh, Percy was supposed to be in the hearing. Mm-hmm. Percy was supposed to be there to be like on their side, you and know, again, like obnoxiously, he like, was not very yeah. good one. For, yeah, uh, what do you? What's his? What is he? Ministry. Very good one, Minister. Very good. <laughs> I'm like, ah, Percy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I also liked in the book how uh, <clears throat> Harry went. Or, well, Arthur made him go early, uh, and was like, "You can just hang out in my office," and that's how they found out that the hearing was moved rather than them being in a freaking elevator. I like, know. Plus Kingsley Kingsley tries to make it in the book not obvious that they're like friends. Yeah. Yeah. Because he doesn't want anyone to know that he's in the order. Mm-hmm. And so in the book, when he talks to Arthur, it's very much like, I have that document for you in my office and then pulls him into his office and then Okay, so we've got him on the tail of Sirius over here, and we've got this going on over here. Whereas in the movie, he walks into the elevator and whispers right in Arthur's ear. Right! <laughs> I was like, wait, what? <laughs> uh, these little things. So then, when we're down, this one's not, I mean, it's just kind of a bug for me. That It's never mentioned that Mrs. Fig is a squib. Just like it was never mentioned that Filch was in the movies. And, I mean, I guess you can't mention it because you've never mentioned it. Then you have to explain what it is. But it's not really important. But it's a detail that I'm like, I would love for all the just people watching to know. That'd be nice. Sure. Okay. All right. You jumped in your notes. I did not. I just skipped the Lucius part. No, what I'm saying is from Miss Fig to the prefix, I have something in between. Oh, yeah. I um, 
Except for my notes, literally. Mrs. Weasley's Bogart. Ron and Hermione's oh, yes. prefix. Carrie's scar hurting. Uh, but yeah, I wish we saw her Bogart. Oh my gosh, I do too. Yeah. But I feel like that kind of, that was the first time that Harry at least got to see that it wasn't just him freaking out about everything that's going on. Like he yeah. knew that his group of people believed him and thought of it. But I think in his head, he was the only one affected by it. And then he saw her Bogart and I was like, oh, shoot. Especially since it flipped from all right. of her family. Yeah. Including extended family. Um, also, in the movie, Harry's scar barely hurts. And I hate that because how are you going to make him do occlumency lessons if his scar has barely been Yeah, hurting? it's like hardly hurts. And then it hurts like that one time. And they're and like, then- oh my God, go get you something. <laughs> right now. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I don't like that no, either. Yeah, then we're going to get that. That's to that. a big one for me. That's a big one for me. Okay. Well. Oh my gosh. And then the prefix. Yeah. I love that. I know they don't even mention it at all. They don't. Mm-hmm. Like, ever. I understand why they don't. It's not a, like, it's not crucial to the story. But it's just nice to know that Ron yeah. beat Harry at something. Like, isn't that kind <laughs> of a... Except for... <laughs> Dumbledore's reasoning is stupid. <laughs> yes, it is. But still... Yeah. Yeah. It, it made Ron gave feel Ron better. Ron a pat on the back. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And... Uh, my next thing is at the school. So do you want to talk yes. about the train station? Yes. Okay. Sirius changing at the train station when he originally wasn't even supposed to go. Like, you're a wanted wizard and then you're going to change and for some reason now you're naked. Yeah, I thought that was weird because previously, like, animaguses weren't... <laughs> right. They changed, like, okay... And then, although if you think about it, in the third one, when Pettigrew does shrink down to the rat, he runs out of his clothes that he leaves behind. I know. I've, so I mean, me, I don't it know. makes kind of sense, but it's dumb that he would even and risk. What it makes me then see is all the like tattoos that they gave him that I then wish I had more story on. I'm like, what's that tattoo? And what's that tattoo? <laughs> He got them all in the clink. <laughs> <laughs> I also don't like how Sirius gave Harry the original Order of the Phoenix photo because okay. in the book, Harry hated it. Yeah. Remember how Moody gave it to him and he's just like, why would he think I'd like this? Mm-hmm. Like, these are all people mm-hmm. who just died. Yeah. And, but when Sirius gives it to him, he's like, oh, it's my, my parents. parents. And it's like yeah. the best photo ever. And... I don't know. It's just, it was weird. I don't like it. And then I hated seeing Voldemort at King's Cross. So, I actually... I I think it's very weird. I think... This Explain is, it to me, because I don't even understand the point of it. I think this is their way of getting around his scar hurting. This is showing that Voldemort is getting in Harry's mind without us fully understanding it yet. This is... He's there. He is a presence in Harry's life. There he is. Bam. That's how we get around the scar hurting. But what I was going to say is what I like about that is uh, I like that they do parcel tongue in the background when you see him. Yeah. That's cool. I mean, yeah. It's better than him just being there. Yeah. Adds a little, like, yeah. spook yep. to it. Again, but... it's his link. 
I don't like it. I, they should just make his scar hurt. What the heck? Him all in a tuck. It was weird seeing him in a suit. He is kind of hot in a suit. You heard it here. Bree <laughs> thinks Voldemort's hot. So I mean, I feel like there's a ton of girls out there looking bad, <laughs> not just me. <laughs> I am not one of them. So come at me for Amber Heard, but not for this. <laughs> all right. How the F does Hermione know Luna? Because Hermione <laughs> knows she's our know everything. It all. <laughs> there's something future. There's something more in here that she knows something again, and it just drives me crazy because it's like, oh, that's Luna Lovegood. No, you don't know. Yeah, she's in Ginny. Is here. the one that knows her. Yes. Yeah. Come on. Where are we at in your notes? Well, I still need to talk about Luna and about Thestrals, but it that says number just first class. There, that's where I'm at. Every student is mad. <laughs> That's a great note. No way. Umbridge sends Harry to McGonagall. Wish we saw this in the movie. I don't remember this. Okay, I do actually remember this part. Okay, so in the movie, I didn't like it because you know how when Umbridge gets really mad, she gets extra, like, yeah, calm and mm-hmm. it kind of makes everyone else get. Yep. on the edge well she just like full on shrieks at harry in the yeah. first class and then um with your thing she s- writes a note like she gets very upset because harry you know keeps telling lies or whatever so she writes a note and says go give this to um uh mcgonagall, McGonagall. and so she go. he walks and gives it to her and it's that's when it says that he'll have his detentions and everything like that and so just seeing the interaction between Harry and McGonagall anytime it involves Umbridge is like I would love to have seen that because <laughs> she, she was basically so like much. Mother Hen with him yes. in this book it yes. was cute yep. but I don't know <laughs> why you wrote it <laughs> yep <laughs> I really don't like this part this detail oh my thestrals are we at my thestrals very close real quick before then oh my god I don't like it you would think Right? It's, I guess I better explain it because you just read it. So, when Harry writes, I must not tell lies in the book, it shows up on his hand he's writing with. Right? Mm-hmm. You would think all the magic is in that one hand, but then in the book, it shows up on the other hand. And I know they do it because his other hand's laying down, so it's easier to see. But wouldn't you think it'd show up on the hand that's writing? No. Yes. The answer is yes. I didn't. <laughs> Does it say in the book that it shows up on his hand that's writing? Yes. Oh, because well, I always... Well, it says it's right hand, and I, I guess I assume he's right-handed. <laughs> I guess I could be being prejudiced right now. What if he's left-handed? I know, I could be. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it said it was dripping down his hand. Well, it could have been either. I don't I know. I was just going to say he's <laughs> It's on his writing hand! It's a detail I, that makes... I never I, thought I it was. I'm not going to get any details in this book. Give me this one detail. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You go for it. All right. Now we're at the Thestrals. So in the book, we are now at Hagrid teaching them about Thestrals, which I like because this whole entire freaking time, he's been like, yo, can you guys see that? And they're like, no. <laughs> what are you talking about? And like... he. He'll randomly see him flying over the school. <laughs> He's like, wait, what is that? And then Hagrid's like, hey, we're going to do this. And all the students are like, what the hell? I don't see them. In the freaking movie, freaking Luna 
talks to him and basically also gives up half of a conversation that they have at the end of the book mm-hmm. in the first like 20 minutes of the movie it feels like yep and she's just like oh no you're not crazy i see them too here's this for you blah 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 yeah, and she's the one who says, oh, it's because if you see someone die. Yeah, that's what gets said. Yeah. That's not said until, like, way later, I don't right. think. Yeah, because they talk about uh, seeing people die and mm-hmm. everything like that. So, mm-hmm. yep. I know, and I liked when Hagrid taught it. I thought it was It was cute fun. and fun. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. then you learn who can see him and who can't, and it's... Just a fun little fact. And then here's Luna, who's a year younger than Harry, but yet knows about them. But they made it play off because Luna knows about weird creatures. That's why they had her do it. Yeah. That's exactly it. Luna's the oddball. Yeah. And Hermione's the know-it-all. Yep. Oh, she comes up again. I have a note randomly in okay. here that says, I we wish that we heard about Harry being butthurt that Dumbledore is ignoring him. Because that's a prominent theme yes. that keeps coming up and in throughout the book. Like, at this point in the book, we're, what, at their first Thestral class? No, not even. So that doesn't happen for a long time. Harry, Harry and Luna meet the Thestrals, like, way, way early. early. Yeah. Like, they, they don't... That's what I thought! Because Hagrid's not even back until, like, after oh, Christmas. Yeah. Where we are in the book is after detentions. But anyways... We've heard Harry think about how he hasn't seen much of Dumbledore, and he said that anytime he does see Dumbledore, he's not looking at him, and, like, even if he tries to have a conversation with him, he's not looking at him, and he's like, what the hell is going on? This is why I don't like the fifth one, because Harry is so freaking whiny in it all. Now, I understand why. Like, if I was in his shoes, I would 100% would be acting just like him and have all the same feelings and everything. That was just so annoying to read. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I know that's very (laughs) hypocritical of me, but... (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) This is one of my favorite books, and we'll just discuss that bit later. (laughs) Uh, My next note is Ron's first game. I don't even have Quidditch in here. Because, because it barely happens in this. But it doesn't happen in the movies, so I forgot about it when I was taking notes. Well, what makes me upset is everything that's supposed to happen in this movie happens in the sixth one. Yes. <laughs> so much anger. How Should dare her eyes, you. you guys. <laughs> oh my gosh. It makes me very upset because, like, could have did other stuff in the sixth one. <laughs> I know. I do have to say, Trelawney getting fired happens way early. Trelawney doesn't get fired until at least halfway through the book. Right, because it's when uh, Hagrid's already back, Mm -hmm. and they're all... Yeah, they're both on probation and all that sort of stuff. And And they're like, cool, now that Trelawney's sacked, you can't get sacked. (laughs) I guess that's another thing I should add. I would have loved to see Umbridge uh, in... McGonagall's class. That would have been great. That would have been so funny. Especially since McGonagall ignored her half the time. Right. We really only saw her in Snape's and Trelawney's, right? I mean, she was in I do. One of my (laughs) choir class. Is that one of my notes? Love seeing Umbridge with Snape. Obviously. I know. There's our our obviously. So when... I didn't like this very much, but this is just another reason I didn't... I I just had to picture Liam Neeson playing 
the Dumbledore this whole time because <laughs> when uh, <laughs> when uh, so after Trelawney's like crying right and mm-hmm. and Dumbledore's like yeah well sucks on bridge like she's staying here she lives here yep um and then he's leaving and he kind of yells at all the students he's like don't you have studying to do like I just feel like that's not a very Dumbledore thing to do I mean I know he's frustrated and everything but I feel like book Dumbledore wouldn't yell at his students that's true and this is when forensic friends how do you say it I say friends okay he's supposed to come and he doesn't come which is which is kind of good because he's the one CG animal that we did not like. It was in this pretty whole bad. <laughs> so remember how we in the last one, yeah, we hated him in the coals. Yeah. So now he's in the fire. Yeah, but it's so hard to see. They it's didn't so do bad. it well. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. love how we're just assuming you guys know what we're talking about. <laughs> we're talking about serious. <laughs> Let us read our notes and not <laughs> like voice them to you. So now. We're at the part where Sirius is in the fire. Yeah. And that's all I, that's my only note I have on it. It's just, it was... I didn't even take a note on it. I just didn't like how you could barely see him. Mm-hmm. But at least it improved from him being in the coals because that mm-hmm. was sucky too. We're just, we're trucking along. Yeah, now that Allie does good. not have like the 50 million notes. <laughs> so I hope you guys are... Staying with us here. If it's moving too fast for you, I'm sorry. I know. It's, it's kind of interesting to see. It will be fun to listen to. Oh, gosh. You're going to hate it. Like, oh. I know. Like, I'll take over the sixth one. Yeah, right. You you'll actually have, you'll have more notes on that one than any others. Okay, so now where we are in the book. And I guess movie too, because the movie just trucks right on along. And I feel like this probably happened way before in the movie than mm-hmm. in the book. But now we are at the point where Hermione, oh yeah, because Hermione, after she sees his hand is like, you know, what would be great if we had someone that would teach us defense against the dark guards. Mm-hmm. And then she coerces Harry. Whereas this has been something in the book where she brought up once and was like, I'll let you think about it. And then a week later was like, okay, have you thought about it? We should probably start doing it. We got to get people. I've already got some people wanting to do this. Let's do this. We're going to Hogsmeade next weekend. So they get the group together in the book and they, I do say the movie did this part well, where everyone was like, not sure if he would be the best person to teach them. People were there just because they were like, you're the crazy guy right now, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. Um, and then after this, they're like, well, we need to find a place for us to do this because obviously with Umbridge roaming about, we can't do this. So they're on the hunt for a pretty long while. And I feel mm-hmm. like <laughs> in the movie, it's like... Two minutes later. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas, I don't even remember when Dobby comes to find them, but Dobby comes and is like, oh, Harry Potter, sir. And Dobby's one of my favorite characters, so any little bit more of Dobby would make me happy. I agree. I know, I don't like that Neville finds it. I mean, I like Neville, but it's just kind of odd that... He literally, he's just walking. walking by it and a door appears. Yeah. 
Like, that makes no sense. And in the uh, book... <laughs> in the movie <laughs> book, don't they have to, like, think of what they want three times or something like that for it to open or something? I actually wrote in that in here that Ron does a callback to the fourth one about Dumbledore about when he not Dumbledore he says and if you really need to find a toilet oh, yeah <laughs> I thought that was funny this is the Hermione thing when uh oh yeah Neville or Harry or whoever comes to tell them about the rumor requirements Hermione already is like oh the coming oh, over course yeah yeah yep <sighs> when in the book she was like very hesitant because Dobby told him about it. She's like, ah, yeah. Dobby's yeah. plans don't always work. Yeah. It's like, oh, Dumbledore told me about it too. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, now. All right. So now we're at the first DA class or class <laughs> meeting. <laughs> Technically, class for everyone else. Uh, and I agree with your notes there, Allie. Uh, in the movie, Harry does every single freaking spell right off the bat. Whereas in the book, he did it like a class where he was like, cool, we're going to start with this spell. Let's do it. Break off into pairs. Let's fight. Yeah. And it was like one on one or one at a yeah. time in the yeah. movie. I'm like, it's so much more done. Yeah. Doing in pairs. Yep. Oh, and then uh, Filch trying to catch the DA when it's supposed to be a secret. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, one, how are you going to catch him? Try and catch him. Like, they seem to know where the room is. Yeah. When Umbra just blow it up right then and there. Yeah. Yep. But then that's when she creates this BS decree that doesn't really happen. BS decree 82. All students will answer questions about illegal oh, yeah. activity, which makes it look like Cho is the one who told on purpose that... Uh, the DA is happening when in reality Umbridge is poisoning everyone not poisoning potioning everyone about with Veritaserum the truth serum so didn't like that very much I also did not like that because in the movie this happened this happened before she was even making decrees <laughs> right <laughs> and it's like she's doing this and they don't even yeah. And if Cho told her right now, why doesn't she, like, go right off the bat? Yeah. Right. Because it doesn't happen for a while still. So. Yeah. This is when you find out that Harry, or Hermione, <laughs> has uh, bewitched the sign-up sheet. This is not, this is just not Allie's when. notes. <laughs> Instead of Cho being the one who spills it, really her friend Marietta spills it, and we find that out later, but... Mm -hmm. in the movie it would have been like almost right now. So Marietta's the one who spills the beans and we know that because she has sneak written across her f face. Mm -hmm. And she's like trying not to say anymore because she's worried that more is going to come on her. Mm -hmm. And then Kingsley Shacklebolt like trans like Imperios her to make her not speak and stuff. Yeah. Yep. That was cool. Anyways, that's like way that's in the future. Way. That's when Dumbledore <laughs> gets freaking. I know, but they Jeez. make it seem like Cho tells them right now, so that's why I wrote my note. Uh, actually, Marietta did it. But now we're at uh, Cho and Harry's first kiss. If you would like to discuss that, I hate their whole relationship. <laughs> like, I feel like so in the bad book or in the in both, both. <laughs> in both. 
<laughs> I feel so bad for Harry. But I'm also like, but Harry, why are you... Her boyfriend just died. Like, like you're not over... Two months ago. Yeah, yeah. You're not over the fact that you were there when he died. Right. Of course she's going to be crying every 10 seconds. Like, mm-hmm. she was in love with him. Right. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> yeah. So I don't like that. Also, I don't like... Their their first kiss isn't in the rumor requirements, is it? In the book. Yeah, it is. It's oh. after, like, their Christmas DA meeting. Why don't I like... I just don't like it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> they made Ginny in his first kiss, too. In the, movie. in the movie, yes, I didn't even uh, let's not even that. talk about that. <laughs> Both his first kisses are in the room. He requires that kiss, <laughs> except for he doesn't even know. That's oh, okay, we'll get that because it's an equal source subject. <sighs> so, anyways, so they have their first kiss, and I, I wish they had done the Hogsmeade trip though, where because that was when Harry gives his his um interview too so anyway so then um i just this is another little detail but hermione as she's listing off all the reasons cho feels like sad and upset she mentions that she's scared she's gonna feel it fail her owls but chose a sixth year so she doesn't take her owls hey maybe she failed them last year and she's gotta take them <laughs> <laughs> yes, that might be true <laughs> Maybe they didn't do them last year because it was the Triwizard Tournament. So now all the six years have to oh, take them. Oh, that's probably it. Yep. <laughs> sure. Let's make well, could stuff you up for them. imagine? Having to take I them. bet you she failed because her boyfriend died. <laughs> that's horrible. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, okay. So now we're at uh, Harry's dream about. Uh, I almost called him Arnold. <laughs> Arnold. Arnold. <laughs> Arnold Weasley. <laughs> Where Arthur gets attacked. <laughs> so, there, I caught free. You told me to do it every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. That's good. That's true. I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, so, what I have about this. So, now. Harry had a dream. Arthur got attacked. He wakes up. He's freaking out. They take him to Dumbledore in the book, right? Yes. First they call McGonagall. Oh, they Neville goes and gets her. Yep. And then yep. They and go. then McGonagall takes him to Dumbledore. Yeah. Um, Allie's got a note in there that says she hates that in the movie Harry screams, "Look at me!" at Dumbledore, and I agree. I think that's just again that's them showing the connection between Harry and Voldemort because that's what Voldemort would do but they don't do it well enough to actually make it make sense it's just it seems like he's being a little baby even though in the book he's also being a little baby but he's not vocalizing it yeah um I there are two big things that I dislike about what transpires after this (laughs) Harry is not supposed to go straight to Snape's room to do Occlumency. They do not get Snape involved yet. They say, hey, you're going to do this with Snape, but we're going to do this in a few, like, go have your Christmas break. It's fine. Like, you and the Weasleys are going to get to bounce out of here early. We're not going to tell Umbridge until after you're gone. You're good to go. Also, they do this because Arthur is most likely going to have to go to St. Mungo's. (laughs) In the movie... 
back to Grimwald place. This dude basically just almost died, and they just sent him home. I think that he did go to St. Mungo's, but we didn't get to see it, and it was, like, super quick. I don't even think they went to Grimwald place. I think they went to the borough. Or were they at Grimwald Place? They were at Grimwald they Place. They were? Okay. Yeah. My mind was boggled. Like, this guy just got mm. bit, and they're like, hang on, we gotta teach Harry some stuff. And then they go, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah. I'm like uh, if I was like Ron or the other Weasleys, I'd be like, wait. So we just have to wait here until Harry yeah. learns So this. he's gotta go there first and do this? <laughs> but what about my dad? Yeah. <laughs> so then, this isn't about this scene, but this correlates with all of this. So in the book, this is when they start thinking that Harry is getting possessed because they're like, oh, you saw the snake. Like, there's got to be a reason for it. And so they're like, clearly Voldemort is possessing you. But then Ginny's like, uh-uh-uh. I've been possessed by Voldemort. I know exactly what it feels like. And you're not possessed. And I thought that was sweet because it was a little sweet Ginny Harry moment. Also, I liked Christmas at the hospital and not at Grimmauld Place. Yes. Especially since this is when we would see... First off, we would see Lockhart again. Oh my gosh, I forgot! Yes! <laughs> and second off, uh, this is when you would see Neville with his grandma and with his parents. parents. I mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. And now this is when Harry can be like, yeah, I knew about this guy's. Right, but it was Neville's turn to say about talk about it and all that i loved that hospital visit and then i just liked uh you know the classic mr weasley being like i'm gonna try stitches and like there being a guy who just got back bit by a werewolf in his mm-hmm. ward and lupin talking to him and all these little yeah things. i thought that was sweet yeah lupin talking to the kid yeah mm-hmm. yeah i like that too okay side note i just don't like how hermione is calling ron ronald all the time in the start in the third movie, what Hermione? She'll be like, Oh, Ronald, yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> like, okay, why? Like, just drive me crazy. That's just a random little note that I wrote in there because she did it right there. Apparently, did Sirius ever give Harry the mirror like when he left? No. Yeah, but no, in the, in the seventh one, he has it. Oh, that's dumb. <laughs> Your Ron Ronald thing, uh made me remember i was trying to figure out what it was reminding me of and i was looking through my notes and i couldn't find my note on this but i hate how in the book this is the book where hermione gets the nerve to save Voldemort, and like she doesn't call him he who must not be named or you know who Mm -hmm. she calls him Voldemort. but every time she does she goes Voldemort. oh ron stop because Jackie is wanting you to know that Ron clearly is not okay with people saying his name. So I'm like, no shit. You've told us this for the last four books. Everyone still calls him. You must not be named or you know who except for Harry. You don't mean Hermione saying that. Do you remember if in the movie the occlumency was lessons was just one day? No, it was two. If it was at least two, but it was not more than two. Whereas in the book, it was more than one. Or <laughs> yes, it was more than one. <laughs> Way more than one. It was like a recurring thing. Yeah. Because okay. my other thing on that is Snape's memory intensive. Occlumency lessons aren't just one day slash night, and happened after Arthur's attack. Yeah, I think it happened just one more time because that's when Harry mm-hmm. saw the memory. Goes into the memory. Yeah. yeah. 
So when uh, Hagrid gets mm-hmm. back, we're at fi- we're finally at Hagrid getting back. Like, <laughs> my goodness. So when he is gets back, Harry ditches Cho instead of going to. Hogsmeade I, I like that in the movie. I thought that was hilarious. He's like, oh, bye. Like, and she's like, oh, uh. And then he's like running down the So when uh, we get there, though, you know, everyone's like, tell us about the giants. Like, what were you doing? And like, we get nothing in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, that was like one of my favorite chapters is because I was like, oh, I gosh, don't care. You don't care? Mm-mm. I found it so interesting. No. Uh, well, no. Right. I found it interesting. <laughs> I don't have any notes on that part. <laughs> well, all right. So then all the breakouts happen. And now Seamus believes Harry because oh, yeah. the yep. breakouts happen. Um, which is a legit reason to believe someone that they were telling the truth. But mm-hmm. in the book, he believes them after his Quibbler interview, which never happened. So I yeah. guess that's why he has to believe yep. the breakouts. Yep. So then, after the breakout, that's when Neville tells Harry about his parents when they're looking yeah. at the picture, and I just didn't like how they did that. They should have just kept They the... should have kept it in the hospital. Yep. Yep. And now we have gotten to the point where the DA has been discovered. I have no notes on that. <laughs> I don't like how uh, Umbridge destroys the whole wall. She's just like, boom! So it's like, well, did you destroy the whole room of requirements? I mean, clearly yeah. you didn't, but you would think that that would. Yeah. I just thought it was so stupid. And, like, why didn't she do that, like, forever ago? So, and then I liked in the in the book how Dobby comes and warns them. Yeah. Mr. Harry Potter, sir. She knows she's coming. Well, also in the book they do it smart and they, like, have people run out, like, three at a time. Yeah. Or whatever. Rather than... What happens in the movie? <laughs> exactly. And then when they're all captured, they're all writing lines. Like the, the whole group of them is writing lines. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That makes no sense. <laughs> like, okay. And then why did Filch have to take down all the paintings? Like, what was the point of that? <laughs> like, I know, that was stupid. That never happened in the book. No. <laughs> Don't know why it happened in the movie. Okay. Okay, right, Grorp. Do you have stuff to say about him? No. You don't have anything? So, Ron comes to meet Grorp because Quidditch was not in this book. I found a continuity Movie. error. I mean, what's a continuity error? I love continuity errors. <laughs> I can't say that. <laughs> continuity errors. Uh, Grorp, when he hands Hermione the bike handlebars with the bell, uh, so he hands it to her, she takes it, she rings the bell. <laughs> in the next scene, like, you see Grorp. He just has the handlebars in his hands. Really? When she doesn't make a move to hand it back to him, she just, like, rings it and is like, yeah, cool. And then he's got it and he's sitting down and he's playing with it. Oh, my gosh, I didn't notice that. That's so funny. Oh, I did. Anyway, so in the book, Hermione is terrified, like, absolutely petrified, right? And then in the movie, Grarp even picks her up and then she's like, put me down. And it's like, now. Because Hermione has to be that strong woman character. Know it all. <laughs> I mean, sure. <laughs> I wouldn't say it in this moment, but yes. Yeah. And the reason we didn't say this, Harry and Hermione go because Ron's at Quidditch is because Harry and uh, Fred and George got a lifelong ban from Umbridge that did not happen in no the movie because Quidditch was not, not there. there. 
at all. Yeah. Here's the uh, Snape's memory part. Yeah. Uh, so in the book, Snape's memory is seen in the pensive, and this is the first, nope, this is the second time you see it. <laughs> I was going to say this is the first time you see it. <laughs> um, and I liked that better than Harry, because legilimens is supposed to be fucking hard. Right. And Harry could just do, oh wait, no. No, did Protego, didn't I he? was just going to say, I realized in the movie when I just watched it, he did Protego, which just reflects it back. And so he just uses Snape's own spell against him. But I feel like still he probably would realize what he'd done and then would have lost concentration and wouldn't have been able right. to do it. Or Snape would have been like, no, right away. Yeah, <laughs> rather than let him watch the freaking memory. No. Yeah. Uh, and in the book, you see a whole heck of a lot more. But it also... This is when I started to feel bad for Snape. I know. That's kind of, like, key. And they didn't give us that mm-hmm. key. I mean, they gave us a little bit of it. Mm-hmm. But... They didn't even show Lily, like, standing up for I him. know. That was kind of important. Very important. Did they show it in the fifth, seventh one? Oh, yes. Eighth one? Yes, they do. They do show that whole scene? Yeah. Not, like... All of it, but you're right because he's hanging upside down, and she comes up and is like, "You drop him," or okay. whatever. That's one of my favorite chapters. I think that's my favorite chapter in the whole entire series. It's one of the best ones. Mm-hmm. Okay, no, I, <laughs> I, in editing the last episode, <laughs> I said how Snape is like. I didn't realize it, but Snape is one of my favorite characters, and it, this book just reinforced it. I still don't like Snape. <laughs> I love Snape. Uh, I like I like his like backstory and like how he's involved in the Harry's life and stuff. But I think he's a slimy character still. We'll get to that when we talk about Snape in a couple. Slimy character. He's slimy. He's mean. He's mean because James was a dick to him. Yes, he was. But. <laughs> It was still Lily's kid, too. And you think that... His, his problem was he wanted it to be his kid, too. I know. <laughs> well, sorry, Snape. Get over it. You killed her. It's all your fault. Okay. <sighs> Anyways, got on our little tangent. Mm-hmm. So then we're at the part where Fred and George are They're getting leaving. ready to leave. Yes. When, in reality, they aren't leaving yet in the book. Correct. So they're just throwing off fireworks because why not let's just do it yeah yeah actually no they did have a reason no so in the books they did it during to be a distraction just randomly it was a distraction for harry he needed a distraction oh, remember yeah. to go into umbridge's thing to and he was talk gonna to talk serious serious about this memory he just saw yeah which didn't happen so now it was just because just why not and they did it during the OWLs, which in the book, they specifically said we would not want to disrupt study or... I also really like the owls better in the book. Yep. I like seeing them have to do the practical and then the written. And yes. the practical and the written. Do they do the astronomy? No. one In the book, yeah. In the well, movie, no. Yeah. 
<laughs> and the, all these books are blurring together, which is why we're having trouble, like, deciphering. <laughs> well, I, I finally got to start my baby. <laughs> so I keep, like, wanting to talk about six. <laughs> all right. So let's talk about I wish they had the career meeting so badly the owls and mcgonagall and umbridge during harry's career advisement meeting (laughs) that's i love how harry's like i want to be an or and umbridge is like well you can't be and at first mcgonagall is like i think that's gonna be too hard for you and then she's like screw it if she doesn't want you to do it yes you can (laughs) i will do everything in my power i know that career meeting would have been so freaking funny yeah man Anything with those two. They just needed more. Plus, like, I like the practical side of it. Because, like, they're in their fifth year. They only have two years left after this year. You're going to be going out into the proverbial real world for them. Right. Like, the wizard side of the real world. Like, are you going to get a job? Or are you going to go get a job doing muggle stuff but good luck because you did not do school there <laughs> right yeah it's realistic like i remember in high school having to do the career mm-hmm. crap did your yep. did your test results tell you what you should be was it accurate do you remember oh my stupid test results kept telling me to be like a cashier <laughs> no way <laughs> yeah. i kept getting pissed i was like nope <laughs> not at all <laughs> I don't remember what mine were. I feel like I, like, made it so they were involving kids, but... I answered as honestly as I could, and apparently I'm a freaking people person, and I hate being a people person. (laughs) I just remember... uh, The only ones I really remember are the questions where it's like, do you like driving? And I hated driving at this point. I was like, no. I mean, I still don't like driving. If I had to drive for my job, it would be just the worst. Yep. (sighs) Anyways, that's my (laughs) tangent. Okay, so now in the book, Fred and George are really leaving. Like, yep, they got caught at a swamp, and that would have been so flipping funny. Except for I, yeah, because I love. I can't remember which twin it is, but one of them says, "I think we've outgrown school" or yeah. something like that, and I love that line. Yeah, it was just good. It was. I wish that the swamp was there, and then I love how the. Um, the teachers just couldn't get rid of it. They're like, yeah. oh, man, yeah. I don't know. Oh, dang, it's still there. <laughs> the rat. So this is when Harry starts getting his visions. Yeah. Right this after is... Fred and George leave on yeah, their brooms. He leaves, and then he sees Sirius. This is not when it happens in the book. In the book, it happens way later. Okay, not way later, but later. Pretty much, yeah. He gets it during their History of Magic exam, which yeah. was their last exam. Mm-hmm. And here it just happens, literally, fireworks. And then, like, in the movie, too, Hermione doesn't, she try. she kind of pitches a fit, but not like she does in the book. In the book, she's like, no, we know now that Voldemort could be doing this, thinking that this is going to get you to do this. Like, there's no way. And she's the one that comes up with the idea to talk to him and is like, mm-hmm. okay, I'll go along with you if you make sure like there's contingencies to this whereas in the movie he's like look we'll go and i'll talk to sirius and this will prove blah 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 wasn't done well no and then uh they all get caught Mm -hmm. they all get caught (laughs) like in the in the they all as in harry ron hermione neville luna Ginny. they all get caught neville luna and Ginny in the 
book made sense because they were helping Harry. They were his distractions. Yes. But in the movie... They just, were nowhere to be around. They were nowhere to be around. What the hell? Yeah, it's like, just in case. They're, they're friends with them. We'll just go. take them just in case. Yep. I don't have anything written about going down to Grarp because I think they did it. So in the book, Harry never says, I must not tell lies. I know. I loved that. I was just, my thing is, I prefer the, I must not tell lies yes. in the movie because that's the that best. That so like, funny. Yes. Let me stick it to you. You've been a bitch this whole time. Yes, I agree. I liked that. I'm glad they put that in there. Yeah, me too. Going quick for you guys. Hope you're following along. You're welcome. <laughs> so now they're on their way to the ministry. Did they argue? Did Harry argue like hardcore about not taking everybody? Or was it just yes. kind of like, like in the book he did, but in the movie did he? No. Okay. Yeah, that's what I thought. He kind of is like, eh. And then he's like, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. All right, so anyway, so they're all going now. They get in the elevator and they go down and then they run into the prophecy room. I love how it happens in the book. Yes. In my notes, I said, I've been listening to my favorite murder and Georgia will say chef's kiss when she really likes something and I actually wrote fight in department of mysteries is chef's kiss in book it's just so much more fun to read because it's like they go into all these different rooms so you're like it's like a mystery behind each door and I also like to like almost everyone gets injured or something happens to everyone so like they know what they're getting into right and they still go straight for it and they're like here we're here to help you harry right i wrote that in here i was like nobody's injured yeah (laughs) yeah it's like i don't know it was it was a lot better and the fights happened all over not just in the hollow prophecies and yeah yeah i don't like that um one thing i did write that's not really like a note about the book or movie it's just something that i was like hmm i feel like this is a kind of plot hole thing that she put here expelliarmus mm-hmm. we find out in later books that once you do that if you are successful in your disarming spell that wand is now malleable to you and not to the owner because oh, yeah. you are technically the owner in this book they throw it around willy-nilly there is a point in time when neville does this and it gets rid of a death eaters and harry's wand so oh, i'm like yeah. cool so harry's wand should now technically be neville's wand but he gets it back and it still works for him mm, yep i don't so, notice that yes. no i did all right so now they're all in the the veil room so they were all fighting and everything, and somehow all of them are in the veil room instead yeah, when of just... it's just supposed to be Harry and Neville. That's what I thought. I wish the veil was black. I don't like that see-through in the movie. Does it's it supposed to be black. black in the book? Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be black in the book. That makes sense. Because Harry and Luna can hear the voices through it, and he's like, oh, someone's hiding behind that black curtain. I don't like that Sirius says, nice one, James! And that's the last thing Harry hears of him. Like him calling him the wrong name. I know. I'm yeah. like, I get why they did it in the book. Because they wanted to show that he was reckless. or Yes. <laughs> I get why they did it in the movie. Because they wanted to show that he was reckless and that he was getting taken back to when he was young. And, like, mm. he was in it. He was there to fight with them. But I didn't like it either. Yep. And then I wrote, very glad they made his death and Harry's crying quiet after the third movie. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. But anyways... 
And then we got any more there? So then we're at Voldemort. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't like when Harry makes the speech when yeah, he's possessed no. because nope. Harry doesn't believe. Harry doesn't even talk in all of it. It's Dumbledore and Voldemort that talk. Right. Harry's possessed is like, ooh, this is uncomfortable. And Dumbledore comes up and is like, he says something, and then Voldemort's out of him. <laughs> right. And then Harry doesn't believe right now that mm-hmm. love is better. Mm-hmm. And it's like, mm-hmm. that's what makes him kick Voldemort out. I'm like, mm, but yeah. you don't believe it. Yep. You're not there. You're still depressed as shit. Yes. Yep. I, Harry does not tell Voldemort how he has love in his life. Dumb. Like the book first movie on this. It's <laughs> a good note. Thanks. <laughs> All right. So then after that, obviously, they go back to the school. Mm-hmm. And they talk about, well, Dumbledore and Harry have a full long conversation, like a huge long conversation. This is when you see for the first time that Snape cares. This is for the first time where you're like, what Snape did what? Like, give fake Vera to serum. Mm-hmm. And it's like, hold on. That wasn't the real stuff. Because uh, Umbridge tried to use Vera serum on Harry earlier in the book. And then you find out that Dumbledore is the one who sent the Howler to Petunia. Mm-hmm. And why she sent it to him. And that his mother's love was there. And the only way for it to continue was if Petunia took him in. Right. So you find that out. Um, and then he explains... Oh, it explains why he wasn't chosen as prefect. But one of the things that I was thinking that said was, we never get fully explained in the movie how Neville could have possibly been the chosen one. Yes. Oh, my gosh. And I remember this was a big debate when the book came out. I remember everyone's like, oh, my God. And I was like, well, no shit. It's going to be Harry because it's Harry Potter. (laughs) Right. What? (laughs) But the fact that it could have possibly been Neville never brought up in the movies. Not once. If it was like Neville Longbottom and the Philosopher's Stone. <laughs> Neville Longbottom and the Chamber of Secrets. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Um, and then I also want to know, why don't they use Legilimens in hearings? Because they could have did that right at the beginning and realized that he went and saw the Dementors and that. You know, I think that's kind of like, uh, why don't they use uh, lie detector tests unless they get, unless it's like... Did you know that lie detector tests, people can actually... Yeah, they can trick trick it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So that's why they don't use that. (laughs) I mean, that makes sense, but... But this is reading someone's mind. Yeah. I guess. I don't (laughs) know. Maybe it's a legal thing. (laughs) (laughs) Wizarding legals. Maybe. And then I put a question here that gets answered in the sixth book, but I still think this question applies because the sixth book is kind of a cop-out answer. So this whole entire book, Harry's been having dreams of Voldemort and he realizes that he's connected and they freak out and they make him do Occlumency lessons. And then when it stops in book five, it stops. (laughs) Right. In the sixth book, Dumbledore literally says that Voldemort was worried about Harry seeing too much from his mind. But I was like, but that's so stupid. Like, he's like, he's using Occlumency on you now. (laughs) Or whatever. Right. I was like, what? He's the most powerful wizard out there. Like, what? Yeah. So, I think it's stupid. He should have carried on. So, we're going to get a little sad for right now, guys. But, 
that's what book five is all about. Yes, it's sad. So when Harry gets back in the movie, when he gets back to uh, after Sirius died, it and he's like showing his grief. It's so blah. Like, so I lost my husband almost two years ago now and um it's like the worst pain ever and like just watching harry just sit there sad i'm like okay (laughs) (laughs) you sure look torn up about it i mean i know sirius wasn't your husband but that was like someone super close to you right Mm -hmm. whereas then i go for it i wouldn't say super close but like last living relative right but he in his head they were super close but like he still barely knew him yeah but they were they were yeah creating a big bond Mm -hmm. and i don't know but but then you read about it and it makes it sound like they were super close yep so then like in the book it describes the pain so accurate like kind of crazy so right after he passed i went and i read the seventh book again and then i was like you know what i need to reread the fifth one because uh my cousin had said anytime she uh, a big event happens in her life she rereads harry potter i was like what a cool idea so i was like well the fifth one deals with grief and sadness so i'm gonna go read it and it was just kind of shocking because it was like it had things like it says that harry didn't want to say it out loud because that would make it final um dumbledore saying i know how you're feeling even though dumbledore did know harry didn't know he knew yeah so it's like harry just was like shut up like you just mm-hmm. that's not what you tell someone <laughs> and even if even if it is like say like i'm on a widow page we don't know how each other's feeling yeah. like yeah everyone had a different relationship mm-hmm. and so and when harry just was breaking things in dumbledore's office like that's what you feel like you just want to break something and I really liked it when uh, Snape caught Harry about to fight Malfoy, and mm-hmm. Harry just flat out says, I'm just trying to figure out what spell I'm going to cast on him. Like, because you just don't care at that point. You're just yeah. like, whatever. And it's the battle of where Harry was like, he wants to go visit Hagrid, but he wants to be alone, and he just doesn't know where he belongs anymore. Mm-hmm. I just felt like, it was just so nice reading something and being like, oh my gosh, like, <laughs> my feelings are like, they're, they're not like over extreme. Like it's, that's how people feel when they're sad. And so I just really appreciated that the grief was written so well and drove me crazy that they didn't portray that in the f- movie because I was like, it's like one of the key elements of this book. And yeah. Yeah, Alia has always told me that she has a problem with this book, and I was like, I don't get why. It's just so good. It's so <laughs> good. But I also realized the first time I read it was in college, and this was before I really like, like I knew I had depression, but I never like vocalized it or said anything like that. And so reading it, this was the. 
depression is not a common book theme or character theme in mm-hmm. books or movies. And Harry, right from the get-go, is just depressed. Probably because he has a link to Voldemort and doesn't know it. And so that's causing his depression. But he doesn't want to talk to people. He doesn't want to be around people. But when he's alone, he's pissed at people for not being around him. And he's like, but you're not including me in this. What is going on with you? That's kind of one of my favorite parts of the book is when at the end, when he's like, I want to go see Hagrid, but I don't because I want to be alone, but I don't want to be alone. Mm -hmm. That's like, that's my key thing when I'm depressed. That's when I know when I'm like, cool, yeah, I'll hang out with you. I don't want to hang out with you, but sure. Yeah. So, I mean, it's definitely, yeah, that was another thing. Like I never suffered depression until I lost Cameron Mm -hmm. and rereading it like this time around. It definitely wasn't as bad as <laughs> it has been in the past because I definitely related more. Yeah. And uh, it's, um, I don't know. It's just, I think that's why it always pulled a cord with me because yeah. when I first read it, even though I wouldn't admit to myself that I had depression, I was like, wow, he's feeling what I'm feeling. Yes. I'm, 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 I'm a wizard. <laughs> recognize i was gonna say but i like yours better (laughs) but i guess that's just like we're just getting at how these books can be like perfect for everyone everyone like Mm -hmm. no matter it's not always about the happy superhero hero in the book and it's except for it always works out for the hero in this book well yeah (laughs) but yeah (laughs) He goes through his trials. We'll we'll give him that, I guess. (laughs) But I mean, not always. I mean, look, Sirius just died. That's not working out for him. I know. Well, what what was really funny for me was at the end of this reading of it, I was like, and this is when all the deaths just keep coming, like right from Cedric. We got Cedric, and then we got Sirius. And then I was like, wait, there's not a death in the sixth book. like you idiot that's one of the biggest ones (laughs) so yeah that was funny for me yeah (laughs) it is they just keep coming to end on a positive note for the book it didn't happen in the movie i really liked at king's cross how the whole order came and was like to the dursley's like yeah you will be nice to Harry mm-hmm. and everything I just thought that was really sweet that was his lift out of depression because yeah. he was like wow I've got I got my people yeah I wish they did that in the movie mm-hmm. instead but, of his stupid we've got one thing Voldemort doesn't have something worth fighting for that's so dumb <laughs> pretty sure Voldemort thinks he has something worth fighting for I'm pretty sure <laughs> pretty sure otherwise this wouldn't be happening yes <laughs> But we did it! Woo! All right, we're at casting. Okay, should I start with my Ginny, or should we just do this first? Start with Ginny, because you've been needing to recast Ginny for forever. I know, for three books now. And I'm waiting in anticipation. I didn't let her tell me early. I know. Like, I asked her earlier today. This is a legit reaction she's Uh about to do. uh Uh-huh, let's hope it's not Amber Heard. It's not Amber Heard. (laughs) It's not Winona Ryder. Who else has been mean to Johnny? (laughs) I love Winona. Even though she was, they got divorced, you still love her? Winona's one of my favorites. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Anyways. Okay, here's who I got. So, first thing I did, I got to talk to my whole process. I typed in pretty uh, redheads, right? Okay. But then, this was just... There's not a whole lot. Not a whole lot. But 
who... Well, there are a lot of pretty redheads, but not who I qualify as Ginny. And I... The one of them that stood out that I recognized... I think you're, like, giving me backstory scares me. <laughs> I have to explain. Who I recognize... And you have to let me explain the whole thing before freaking out of me. I recognize Sophie Turner. Okay, let me finish. <laughs> and so that was my... I guess she could be Ginny. She's not perfect, but she could be her. I like, you know, because I've really only seen her in Game of Thrones and the X-Men? Yeah. Yeah. I've only seen her in those two. And I don't know. She has, like, the attitude, mm-hmm. but not... It just wasn't perfect for me. So then I kept thinking... And I thought of Amelia Clark and just make her a redhead. What? That's my that's my casting. I like Sophie Turner. <laughs> Dang it! I should have loved it. <laughs> I think Amelia Clark has more spunk and more Ginny esque than. What's funny Sophie. is I was gonna tell you that I think she's your Vila. She could have been the Vila too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, she would have been. A good, okay, let's do her as the Vila, and we'll do Sophie as uh, Ginny. <laughs> I love Sophie. She's one of my favorites. She's actually she's a Jonas now. She's a Jonas now. But yeah, so she's in an HBO Max show. Oh. You should watch it called The Staircase. All okay, right, maybe I will. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that's why Ginny. Sorry, you don't approve of her. Or you approve of part one Ginny, oh, but not part say, two. I approve of part one Ginny. Helped you recast Amber Heard. <laughs> All right, I guess I'll take that. <laughs> All right. Once <laughs> she went past her, I was like, dude, no. <laughs> you just Stop. leave all for her at first either, though. <laughs> okay. All right, here we go. So, IMDb has credited 147 people for this movie. A lot of them are like a healer in the painting and <laughs> and Gryffindor and oh, Death you Eater. You see a lot of paintings yeah. and things so like that. That's what they were. So, okay. But we're going to just talk about a handful. Yeah. So we got Mrs. Fig mm-hmm. played oh, by Catherine Hunter. Yes. I forgot I was supposed to do that part. That's okay. <laughs> that's just because we have names coming up that I don't want to say. <laughs> Actually, we don't have really any hard ones today, which is nice. Yeah, I thought she was all right. Yeah. I didn't think she was good. If we were basing it off book one, Mrs. Fig. Yeah. No. But this Mrs. Fig. She's she, a cute it, little old lady. Yeah. She did fine. I think she's fine. Yeah. Nymphadora Tonks. Played by Natalia Tina. Tina? Not sure. Okay. Sorry, Natalia. I, so I like her as an actress. Like, I like her in Game of Thrones. She's great in Game of Thrones. I don't like her for Tonks. I do not like her. I chose, uh... Ashley Green as my recasting. Okay. She I have plays to look that up. Alice in Twilight. Oh. Because that's okay. how I envision her. I envision her <laughs> in my notes. I put Alice-esque because Alice is like this mischievous. Well, she's not mischievous. You'll figure it out when you read it. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, so that's who I chose. Okay. I could see that. Mm-hmm. I did like her. I, li- I liked uh, Natalia. Okay. Kingsley Shacklebolt. Played by George Harris. Yeah, I liked him a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Here you go. My God. We've been waiting for three books since, now. Since <laughs> three. <laughs> Serious. Played by Gary Oldman. <laughs> I love Gary Oldman 
so much. I do too. I still like him in Friends. I laugh uh, every time. It's the best. <laughs> it's a fine favorite. I'm wearing two belts. <laughs> oh my gosh. <sighs> um, so yeah, fantastic. He's never yeah. getting recast. No, he's yes, I agree. He's perfect. Mm-hmm. Arthur Weasley, played by Mark Williams, fan. Yeah. I mean, the only difference is that I, Mr. Weasley has glasses, so why couldn't they just give him some glasses? What's funny is I think he sometimes wears them. Okay. Because in my head, I've seen him in glasses. That's really my only... And then it was in the third one when he was just very snippy with Harry about, like, the... Mm. Yeah. He was just snippy. And I don't think Arthur is usually snippy, but I feel like that was that acting and directing... Yeah, probably not him. Because I liked, and we didn't talk about it, but I like in this one when uh, you see him in the Muggle world, <laughs> he's like slapping the oh, bus yeah, to get so it. Oh, good. <laughs> perfect. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. Uh, so Creature was voiced by Timothy Bateson. He sounded creaturesque. Yeah. Yeah. And we got Fudge, Cornelius Fudge, by Robert Hardy. Yeah, he's fine. He seemed. Like an evil. And it, the thing with Fudge Minister. is, I wouldn't say evil. I, I he seems like an idiot. Yeah, <laughs> and that's okay, what I'll you need you for that. Fudge. Yeah, because Fudge isn't. Fudge is the kind of politician where he's gonna sway. He seemed like a politician. The, that was better than yeah. Evil. Yeah. 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 There you go. Yeah. <laughs> cool. And so now we're talking about Percy, which. Percy like Weasley. Like we said. Oh, sorry. Let's give him credit. <laughs> Played by Chris Rankin. We said at the beginning that he's hardly in the movie, but this is huge for his book character. Yeah. His looks are perfect for annoying Percy. Mm-hmm. I just wish they gave him more screen time. Yeah, I think it's not his fault. Mm-hmm. I think he's perfect. It's. Mm-hmm. I wish they would have allowed him to be perfect even more perfect yes his perfect head boy self mm-hmm. and we got umbridge our favorite villain yeah, played by imelda staunton she's freaking fantastic yeah yeah i feel like i've seen her in a few other things and i just as she's umbridge yes. i can't i hate her even if she's playing a good guy oh my gosh so we <laughs> we have uh arthur christmas yeah. and so she plays mrs claus but it's like voice so we don't see her but no it's like you hear her yeah but she does such a good job but i'm always like umbridge is mrs claus that's so weird like not possible (laughs) oh bellatrix lestrange helena bonham carter my woman (laughs) i love her so much she she is Bellatrix. Like I think she's one of the most perfectly cast out of the entire absolutely. franchise. Absolutely. Yeah. I agree. She's just so like she's she's evil. evil. Yes. Yeah, she's evil and she doesn't care. And Helena can play that so well, but she can also play it to where she almost makes you wanna feel bad for her, but also you're like, but you're just evil yeah and she plays like almost like 
little kid on Christmas excited mm-hmm. moments. Like, mm-hmm. like it's the next one, but like when she sets uh, Hagrid's house on fire uh-huh. and she's just like clapping <laughs> like, yay. Yeah. It's like, just what a psycho crazy person would do. She blows me away in seven when she has to play Hermione as I Bellatrix. I we'll talk about that for yeah. sure because that's one of the best scenes. Yes, I agree. Grorp is Tony Mad. Modsley? Modsley. That's why Modsley. Modsley. I mean, I don't I know thought, what he did, but he did fine. I find thought it. he was CGI, so I mean, he did fine. He did good. I have a feeling he is CGI. Well, but, he, but they probably you guys like, gotta look up face. his picture. I, I, I think it's like the dot thing. Probably. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. he looks pretty, pretty close. Okay, what do you prefer? I prefer the book. Yep. Because always move. Not always. Yes. Not on four. Always. Not on always. one. One, two, three, four, five, six, Not seven, one, two, eight. or four. Give me the book for three, five, six, seven. <laughs> Are you ready for... Do, do the next part, because guess what? <laughs> what are we going to be reading or talking about next? Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince! <laughs> no, she didn't do her Twilight Because thing. it's my Half-Blood Prince. I'm excited for this Stay one. Stay tuned for the next forever until we do Twilight. But then after that, it's Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, we did it! Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thanks for sticking with us, guys. Hopefully, uh, you guys were able to <laughs> follow along with this. <laughs> if you weren't, sorry. That's how the next uh, that's how three or the four rest of are them are going to be. Yep. Yeah. Three or four. Three or four books. But then that's it. Yeah, that's how they're all going to be because you don't know any books as well as Harry Potter. I know. I don't. So. <laughs> It's probably going to be a little bit worse because she, her notes won't even be as concise. As they, they won't. Are. It'll be, it'll be more conversational. Yes, which might be good. It'll mm-hmm. be a nice change. Mm-hmm. We were just talking about how we were really enjoying reading Harry Potter, but we're excited to branch out and yeah. do other things. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So. I'm excited because I'm finally to my favorite books, but I'm I'm ready. Yeah. So soon though. Yeah. Yeah. Just got, you know, two 700-page books to read. Soon Twilight. <laughs> Not even soon at all. <laughs> no. And this girl made up the schedule. Okay, I tried to bring it closer, but we have things planned for, like, what we're releasing in August. So, October is going to be Halloween, clearly. So, what we're doing in October is we're going to read... Stephen King books only, so I can't throw Twilight in there. And then, before that, I mean, obviously, our Harry Potter is going to go well into September. Yes. So we can't do Twilight because Twilight is also we have four books, and the fourth book is cut into two movies, so it's got to be five episodes. Yep. <laughs> so I couldn't do it then, and then after that. We're taking a break, and then January comes, but then February, it's obviously Valentine's Day month, so we're going to do Nicholas Sparks books, so I couldn't do January because there's only four weeks in January. All right. Man, now you guys know our whole lineup. Are you ready? 
Well, you don't know at all. No, you, you just know, know what to expect. Yeah. In October and February. And know that Twilight's not happening in between all. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll still make the joke every time. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Unless it's a book that I'm really excited for. Like, <laughs> I almost said The Great Gatsby. <laughs> Apparently we're reading The Great Gatsby. <laughs> <laughs> well, newsflash, I have not read that one yet. So. <sighs> That one I've read. True. Like I have read it. I read it in high school. Mm-hmm. I need to reread it. I have not read it. I've read it like six since. times since then. I have not. So seven times. Wow. Yeah, Sierra. Actually, in college, I was saying how much I loved it and how I didn't have it, and she was like, "Oh, guess what? I never read this. Here you go." I was like, <gasps> "Thanks." <laughs> I was so excited. <laughs> All righty. All right. Okay. Thanks, guys. Yep. See you later. Bye. Bye. Thanks for sticking with us. We hope you enjoyed it. If you did, we would greatly appreciate it if you subscribed, rate, and reviewed. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Offscript Podcast 21. See you next time.